Hello and welcome to another edition of the Dumfries Gamers podcast. Um, I'm joined tonight by the one, the only Kevin. I think my nickname my uh, changes every episode. It does. It does. You got to keep it fresh, mate. You got to keep the I think so. involved. How are you doing? All right. Good, thank you. Yes, um, another week's gone by. Another week of hobby and things to talk about. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, another week closer to getting to play with toy soldiers. Absolutely. So we um, checked out the premises last week. Will it be now Saturday? Was it? We did. Yep. Um, uh, it's looking good. Yeah, the it's, it's it's a good location. I know it's a little bit out of the way for people who might live more centrally, but in terms of venue, it's it's ideal. It's got a nice big airy bright open space we're gonna get 12 tables in so that's 24 players before you even start having games of doubles and stuff when when covid might allow that there's space there's a wee kitchen down the stairs there's a nice wee room that's off to the side so the the guys who are going to try out some dnd will have their own space and actually the noise of us playing with the toy soldiers isn't going to affect them too much so i think when everybody gets along i think they'll be really happy with it um thank you to all the guys on the discord who have been helping each other out with with organizing lifts to and from so it's very kind of people to to offer lifts um from around well people are coming quite far away and they've got kukubri mm-hmm. and castle douglas so so these guys are making a lot of effort to come along which is fantastic so we really hope and we really well i know it's going to be really worthwhile for them i know they're going to have a great time um and those who are getting a lift i'm sure will be very gracious and thankful as well there is just a, a bus stop just round the corner from it as well. So if you're coming from town and you're thinking, how am I going to get out there? Because it is the other end of town, to be fair, but there is a bus stop literally not like 30 seconds walk from where it is. It's not far at all. So um, it's num- the number one bus you need to get. I mean, how can you forget that? Number is one. That, is that literally what it is, the number one it's bus? It's the number one, number one bus, yeah. Uh, uh, even Robert I can Prince. remember that. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty easy to remember, isn't it? So, I, I, well, when I went past it the other day, when we checked out on, on that Saturday, um, the bus was coming up the road when I went past it. Well, and there it was you like, go. That's the number one bus, so there you go. So uh, also we can confirm it exists. It does exist, it does exist. Yeah, that bus is still there. Yeah. So what are we going to cover in uh, today's episode, Kevin? So today we are going to have a look at a wee discussion about how we come up with our army lists. So looking at you know, I mean, how we collect models and build up armies and how we translate that into either competitive armies or fluffy armies and things like that. So again, we've got a lot of um, new faces and new people coming along to the club, which is fantastic. So there might be some tips and tricks that we you know, I mean, have picked up over the years of playing that, that might be really useful for them. Um, and again, it will give people who are coming along for the first time a good sort of um, understanding of of what to expect and, and how people are building armies and what sort of base. Yeah, nice one. Um, yeah, because I'm going to sort of approach this, guys, from the perspective of a new player, a brand new player, mm-hmm. or somebody that's been away from the hobby for quite a long time. I think the guys that have played maybe 8th edition and are now going into 9th edition, you it's there's subtle changes but there's not really that big a change like Mm -hmm. if you knew how to write army lists in eighth edition you know how to write them in ninth edition it's not it's not a big change so i think we'll do this from the perspective of you're brand new you like i say you've either been away from the hobby from 
like as well, I, I played in second edition, so I mean the, the difference. The difference, yeah, yeah. And, and the you're nappy, surely? No, no. I was a, a young, fresh-faced boy at the time. Oh wow! So um, there was there was second edition compared to now. They're like two different games. They're, the it's night and day. Um, the the difference in the rules. So um, I think you would need a hand to mm. if you've been away for it as long as that. Um, so uh, this should be hopefully I'll give some guys some insight and help me because I mean I don't think I'm the only one but for a new player to come in it must be confusing if you've never had to play this sort of game before you know what I mean if you've never had that tabletop game to play before and try to figure out how the army lists work mm -hmm. um, it should be quite confusing for people so yep. I think once you get this out of the way this is like the admin part the yeah. fun part's playing the game yep. there's, fun, there's fun in this as well and coming up it is yeah stuff, that comes but, later doesn't it yeah. yeah but I think like once you get this admin part out of the way yeah, you'll be fine. So I think we're just going to start at the start, Kev, aren't we? Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, why why do you pick certain armies in the first place? So, I mean, the reason I I picked any army usually is because of the aesthetics, isn't it? I mean, that's why you pick the army you're going mm. for. Um, would you say that's fair? Is that, is that what got you into it? Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd be I'd be very surprised if that's not how most people um, come along to it. They'll they'll see a model or they'll see a an army or they see something on the internet and that's what kind of draws them in so yeah I'd, I'd like to meet somebody who read a rule book first before they saw a model first yeah i just don't think it happens i think no. so for the vast majority 99.9 percent .9 of people it's usually because they've seen something and went that's really cool mm -hmm. i mean some some people might um pick an army based on just purely on how they look or they might do it based on sort of the narrative behind the, the, because some people read the books, the, mm -hmm. the Black Library books and stuff, so maybe they've read that. Um, the sort of crossovers from, like, because I'm sure like Dan Abnett writes other things apart from, you know, what I mean, just uh, Games Workshop stuff. Yeah. So maybe they've crossed over from that, um, that sort of thing. So, so it could just be a narrative, like, or what we call it, fluff uh, behind the armies. So like, you might like superhuman space Vikings. They might float your boat, or just the idea of a big ravenous horde of alien gribblies might take your fancy so mm -hmm. i mean what's not to like i mean the alien franchise i don't know a sci-fi fan that doesn't love aliens absolutely so, you know am i right so that that to me like that could appeal to quite a lot of people um i think once you've been playing the game a while though and you get used to like the game mechanics you might find that um it'll be an army's playstyle that's something mm -hmm. that piques your interest um, it might not necessarily be that it's a playstyle that suits you either, that like you are automatically drawn to. It might be that it's a completely different playstyle that you want to try out simply because it's so different from how you would normally approach a game. Um, for instance, I started off playing um, Chaos Space Marines, so like a corn Chaos Space Marines, which is basically melee-focused um, army. Mm -hmm. um, so it's basically about getting right in amongst it and the, the sort of blood and thunder and kicking some ass in combat um but i have since played the the tau i've, I've got a tau army um which is sort of like the polar opposite from the stereotypical bad guys i've went mm -hmm. for the so well it's, there's never a good guy in the grim dark let's face facts like uh, but they're a bit as good as the good guys can get i think maybe <laughs> tau. but they are completely different they're like a, a ranged they have like next to no combat so i just wanted to because the they look cool as well, the big mech suits, it's like anime manga style mech suits, which is really cool. Um, so I just wanted to try out a different style and I thought, you know what, I can't get much different 
from a kill space marines to that. You Absolutely, know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's pretty much the polar opposite. Um, having no combat ability, but having lots of shooting. So that can be a reason why you pick an army. Um, but that comes later on. You know what I mean? I think the first thing you go for is that you'll you'll do it for the the sort of narrative um, reasons or the, the the way they look is because they're really cool. Yeah, so I agree with that, Kev. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. I mean, what what kind of different armies have you got? What's what's your because your your first guys work with the Ultramarines? Yeah, so so my so my main army is Ultramarines. It's certainly the biggest army that I've got, and that's what I sort of start, that's what I had when we we started kicking our club off in um, seventh edition, and and I often get teased for playing Ultramarines because obviously they're the sort of poster boys. And that's yeah, they're Games Workshop golden paint, boys. The, yep. They're the golden boys. That's what Games Workshop paint. Um, you know what I mean? They're models for, for the front of the box and things like that. But I was kind of drawn to them. Again, a purely aesthetics thing because the Ultramarine um, fluff, the narrative behind it is it's like a like modern Roman soldiers. Um, and that was something that I always liked when I was younger. I used to read um, Asterix and Obelix. Yeah. Oh, yeah, classic. Yeah, classic. so beating up the Romans. Um, one of my favourite films of all time is Gladiator and things like that. And I'm a big fan of like the Roman shield formations and all the sort of tactics and things that they kind of created and invented, being a very sort of advanced, you know what I mean, army for their time. And, and that bleeds into the aesthetics a little bit, certainly in the, in the newer models where they have the cloaks and the, the sort of ornaments and stuff that yeah, they have on, on the head. The cre- that's it. Yeah, the, the brush, crest. brush head, brush yeah. head crest. And obviously the eagle, the quilla itself is a Roman thing. Yeah, even though that represents the, the Emperor and the Imperium, but that's a Roman thing as well. So at the start, yeah, I wanted to paint blue stuff. Um, there was plenty of guides on how to paint blue stuff at that point. So I just basically picked the easiest route into it. But actually I found that when I delved into the fluff and as you said, start reading some Black Library stuff, because again, because of the poster boys and certainly more recently when you've got the Gulliman and the Calgar characters, um, because they are the ones that are pushed, there's so much fluff about them. You know I mean, there's so mm-hmm. many books. The codex is really fleshed right. out. Comic, comic. Yeah, exactly. I've, comic. Got, I've got the, the Calgar comic sitting here, and um, you know I mean, I'd rather a Calgar comic and be made fun for it being an Ultraman comic than having no 40k Marvel comic. Mm-hmm. At all. I mean, it's, it's a fantastic thing. It's really, really cool. So, I'm quite lucky. I think that when I was drawn to it, the way it looked in its aesthetics initially. Actually, it turned out that actually I quite like the rules as well. So I won't go into mega detail, but what I like about Ultramarines is they're like a they're a jack of all trades and a master of none. But that kind of suits my play style, and it's actually quite a good thing. So it comes to army list writing, you can be really really flexible. So you're not pushed down a right white scars. It's all about speed. You're gonna have to have bikes and jump packs. Um, yeah, I mean it's not Dark Angels, and you're just trying to spam plasma. I actually find that because I'm playing Ultramarines, I can really build a big variety and a big wide collection and just get all the models that I really like to look of and I like to paint. And because their special rules and the, and their the relics and their stratagems and stuff are quite generic and apply to sort of multiple types of units, I find that actually they're quite. A... I don't win a lot of games with them, but I definitely win as many um, as I lose. Uh, to the flexibility and again that goes back to the fluff and that's what they're supposed to be they're supposed to be you know, easy to adapt and great tactic additions so um yeah so for me the fluff 
matches the rules really well and the way you play them you know, I mean fits in with that narrative that you'd want yeah yeah absolutely I mean that, like you say they have they've, they've been the poster boys for Games Workshop for a long long time even way back when I started the second edition they were they were a surprise I think it was Blood Angels actually but there was I mean there was there was like an old Calgar model which I thought was really yeah, cool yeah. Uh, back in the day so yeah they've been a Ultramines are pretty much the poster boys haven't they but they've got great fluff though so you can't really <laughs> like they're, complain they're just, they're just good for the epitome of what the super soldier space marine is supposed to represent yeah. Do you know what I mean the big um almost emotionless although the, the books kind of go into that a little bit more now but just incredibly efficient tools of death um, and although people think the Ultramines lack a bit of character I would say their models lack a bit of character in terms of what you'd get as you say for Blood Angels and Dark Angels and Space Wolves because they're very focused on a, on, a, on a particular aesthetic but certainly things like the Vitrix Guard and um, the newer models now are really starting to build up on that a little bit and make them a bit more, a bit more of their own yeah, absolutely. So, um, we're, next thing we'll go on to will be, because we can go on about the narrative of these things mm. for ages. Yeah, we <laughs> pretty, well, Me and you are pretty narrative. Yeah. Be really like, so yeah. we'll just, we'll stop there, we'll stop. Um, so, we'll go on to the next bit, which is sort of where do our army list ideas come from? So, to me, there's sort of like two schools of thought when it comes to um, army lists, and that is narrative or competitive. So this means you either write the list based on the storyline for your specific army or you're going to do it to win. Um, that's that's the two camps that you can sort of set yep. in. Um, both are completely valid choices and, and neither of them are, are right or wrong. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's your hobby at the end of the day. You can play it however you want. I think when we first get started in the hobby, the vast majority will start from a narrative point of view, as yep. I did, as you did, as most of the people that I have talked to about it. Um, they started from a narrative point of view. But this is just down to the fact that a lot of people pick an army because it looks cool. So you want to have mm-hmm. these cool models on the board to play with. You're not going to pick an army that's got crap-looking models because mm-hmm. yep. you just wouldn't buy them. So that just doesn't make any sense. So there still needs to be a certain amount of structure to your list, mm-hmm. when you, even when you're doing it narrative. But you're not overly concerned with the sort of units overall performance in, in any given in the given climate at the time. So they always talk about meta, which is how armies are doing in a competitive point of view you're not yep. really if you're a narrative player you're not really fussed about that yeah. um so there's just units in the game that are fundamentally better than others in a sort of general game and that's just the way it is i think that goes for a sort of plethora of, of gaming systems it's not just mm-hmm. restricted to 40k it's just all over the place um, outside of games workshop as well but um, once you've played the game for an extended period of time most people start to write more and more competitive lists as some will go on to write absolutely horrid <laughs> <laughs> horrid horrid lists uh, world beaten combos that sort of dominate tournaments but I would say the vast majority of gamers certainly like I say the people that I've talked to and met in the club and outside of the club um, they've they've done it they're sort of somewhere in the, in the middle of the two extremes uh-huh. so in that spectrum they've got some nasty combos maybe um, but they've also got a narrative element to their mm-hmm, to their yeah. army as well. So where you sit in that spectrum is is pretty much going to dictate where your lists ideas are going to come from. But again, there's no right or wrong way to play the army. It's just your levels of success with the army in a competitive setting will be higher if you yeah. 
go towards a more competitive side. You've still got to be good at the game as well, though. Don't get me wrong. You can have you can have a really good player with a na- narrative list and somebody that doesn't know what they're doing with a really good list, and the the the, be- the better player will win. Yeah, most and of the vice versa. You could you know be given I mean? the best net list going, and then if yeah. you don't understand how it works, you won't do yeah. much with it. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's always uh, always keep that in mind that. I always stress it's your hobby. Do what you want. Mm, yeah. Do what you want, but don't don't piss and moan if you get your ass handed to you because you've <laughs> in this super yeah. super fluffy list and you've taken it to a tournament and got absolutely wiped out like every single game you play because that's not there's sort of like two gaming systems really the, mm-hmm. the narrative sort of crusade style of the uh, of the Games Workshop sort of avenue is can be really different to the to the other one because in then the crusade or narrative elements. So certainly in previous editions you usually had like a scenario like you would have i don't know 30 ultramarines defending against this never-ending tide of yeah. like gribblies alien gribblies are just coming towards them and that's so unfair <laughs> you know what i mean that's so yeah. unfair but narratively that happens in battles so that's what it was all about it didn't mm-hmm. matter if they got wiped out you had to make it last till turn five till a, a thunderhawk gunship came in and picked them up or something but that's yeah. not a, that's not a competitive thing yeah that's just a narrative but it's, it's still fun though it's still mm. really really yeah, yeah. fun and really interesting it's just obviously completely different to a competitive setting so that's you've got to have your mind in them sort of two schools mm. of thought and don't get don't get irked or upset if you think oh i've got a really crap list it's not it's not that it's just maybe not in the right setting yet mm, and you'll, you'll yep. get used to it as time goes on um when you start playing games so on that i would say where, so where do you start writing your army list um i would say you usually have your models already i mean no i did that's the one you kev yeah you... i think i think yeah like i said who's who's going into our games workshop and picking up a codex and taking it home you're going in you're seeing a model you're seeing a kit that you like look of that you want to build and have a go at painting and that is the sort of stepping off point into what how that could then evolve into an army yeah i mean yeah generally speaking i think if you're new to the hobby you'll have bought models already and now then you go right now i want to play a game mm, like, yep. i think that's just how everybody does it so yeah. some people start small and, and build over time some other people just splurge like yeah, yeah, all at once and a big yep. and a big go and just go. You know what? I got a bonus this month. I'm just gonna. I fancy just getting in this game. I'm just gonna buy two thousand points right off the bat. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. But it's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want to do it, that's it. There's no right or wrong way. It's your hobby. Do what you want. It's up to you. But personally, I'd start small and build up as a means you can sort of get used to the mechanics of the game with a smaller amount of models. It means you're doing small amount of points games. You can get your head around how the game works, mm-hmm. rather than try to figure out all the rules for two thousand points worth of guys, which is a lot uh, in armies. It's a lot, and, and trying to figure out how the game works, it's gonna it's gonna be a long hard slog. So start off small. When I got back into it um, in sort of seventh edition, I had maybe I think seven hundred and fifty points worth of guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that pre- purely because I'd bought them. I think in fifth edition, but yeah. never actually really got a game with them. And so I just bought them because I thought I'll get back into it. Never go back into it. <laughs> there wasn't a gaming club at that point. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? So we didn't. I didn't have access to playing people. So um, I just had this sort of 750 points worth of Chaos Space Marines, which I still have and I still use, <laughs> yeah. and I still get, 
and I still got absolutely owned <laughs> playing with them. So, so, yeah, I, so I, I, I totally agree with the starting small thing. What's funny though is, depending on what army you have picked, starting small could mean many, many different things. And I do think that's why, yeah, I mean, people often direct new players to space marines because because the the points you're getting for the price you're paying for the unit tends to be quite high you're yeah. gonna fill you're gonna fill up 750 points quite quickly and not cheaply but perhaps more cheaply than you would if you were going to go for orcs yeah. and have to buy loads and loads and loads of orc boys um but certainly yeah i'd agree with you i think you, you have to start fluffy you have to buy into the lore really you have to buy into what that army is supposed to look like and and how it's supposed to what what, what units would represent it um the best and again the crusade system they brought in now but they've always had like low points value missions and things available last couple of editions so yeah yeah 500 500 points would probably make sense but you'll probably find you'll actually get very much for 500 points anymore but i started collecting boxes probably between 500 and 750 points um and again that's they're designed for a reason because that's going to give you enough to let you have a game and get a flavor for it give you enough to paint and really get your sort of your your creative juices flowing and also enough that you you're going to pay a, a decent amount of money to kind of to get started off yeah they've, they've sort of really pushed to start collecting boxes because they're they're really good value they are really, and they're a really good idea and and anyone brand new that's that's a smart way to go about it is look at the start collecting boxes that are available um and if you can find a faction that you like the look of that has a start collecting box i mean you, you can't really go wrong with it it's not going to give you the most competitive thing but nobody's going to have that in the first 500 750 points that they make really it's about getting off the ground yeah you know i mean in the books the building the paintings it's a whole other story do you know what i mean that's yeah a lot of, that's a big commitment so yeah, get a, get, a, get a looking at a box that you create fans to look of and, and, and start from there. Yeah, I, I would say if you were thinking, you know what, I'm just going to buy 2,000 points straight off the bat and you're not looking at it from a narrative point of view, you'll probably find that you will be buying models that will yeah. probably not use and it'll I be mean, a sort of waste. I know there's people listening to this who do that, who do that, but, but typically they'll have yeah they'll have had experience in the game and they know what they're doing and they might just then their second or the third army they're just gonna buy it um, yes all I, at once. Yeah. yeah from a, a new base point of view mm -hmm. you i would not don't do that <laughs> so you, yeah, a, que do that, a question yeah. for you then would be so what so if you spent a bit of time researching and you decided right okay i want to get this dark angels um start collecting box and you and you build it and you paint it and you play a couple of games how how much do you think you need to give it a go before you could really ever decide it's not for me? You know what I mean? So imagine you got your box painted up, you lost your first game. Oh, this army must be shite. I'm not going to do it anymore. How long do you think you have to really kind of play with it before you could really honestly say, right, this might be a mistake and actually jump ship at that point? If I'm being honest, um, I have not given up on any. Mm -hmm. see, see, I think it would... I think that what you're you're asking there is not that the army's not right. It's maybe the environment you're playing in it is mm -hmm. not right. Because I think no matter what army you go, and I have been absolutely owned, like in games, absolutely pummeled, yeah, <laughs> and I've been like wiped off the board, like turn two, right. But I've always went back for more. 
Yeah. So to me, as long as you're having, you can have fun, you can get absolutely whipped and still have fun with it. And I think who you're playing with, if they are continually hammering you, so say you're mm-hmm. playing your, your friend or whatever, this is how I used to do it, you play with your, your pal. If your pal is bringing a list that wipes you off the board every time, there's a problem with your pal. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Fr- it's not you that's a problem, it's your friend mm. that's a problem. So yep. I would say in the club, I can't see that happening. Doesn't happen. Because yeah. you would always have somebody that'll talk you through how the list can perform better. If they know you're a newbie and you bring your start collecting box yep. set and they bring their hyper competitive like yep. version of it, and then you get wiped out turn one or turn two and the game's over and this keeps on happening week on week. Of course you're gonna not be in the yeah, hobby because yeah. you're like, well, this is like this is horrendous. But the game should it's a bit balanced, it's about finding that balance between the two of well, I'll bring a list. You see it on battle reports online, there's plenty of battle reports mm-hmm. online. You'll see somebody will bring um a list that's not very competitive and you see something that brings a list that is competitive mm-hmm. and you know what the outcome, you might as well not watch the video. Yeah. So what you what you'll see is the people that the good ones will try and balance the lists so that they'll it'll be a nail biter because that's what you're after you want yeah, it to yeah, go yeah. right to the end so you don't nobody you always watch these battle reports and if you watch them and they're over by turn two the guys are always gutted they're always yeah. like oh man that was really like i didn't realize the list was going to do that well or just the person was unlucky and they're kind of like there's actually no point carrying on now it's just going to be like horrible it's just going to be like was it Homer and the Hamburglar? <laughs> I mean, stop, stop, he's already dead. <laughs> like, that's going to, like, that's, it's just, it's just not good to watch. So you want it to go on. So I would say that would be my point would be if you're getting hammered all the time, it's just a bit of coaching you would probably need. Yeah, And, yep. and change your, change where you're playing. <laughs> change your having playing. A, yeah, I mean, having, having not really played games at Games Workshop stores, but heard plenty of stories about them, you're right that's a big difference that i would say is that if yeah your games workshop shop is going to have the neckbeard super netlist nerd who's just there to crush um and yeah and and in our club we don't do that now don't get me wrong we have competitive competitions in our club tell me about it but nope yeah but nobody (laughs) no but 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 we're still trying to have we're not trying we're still having fun Um, and and again there's nobody that i met at our club who i would say would revel in someone else's misery do you know what i mean and and as you say i I was gonna yeah that's exactly mm -hmm. what i was gonna say actually was i have had games where i've been playing and something horrible has happened horrible Mm -hmm. luck or something i i am yet usually the person that is doing it to you is usually like Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. I'm so sorry. I'm yep. so sorry this has happened type thing because you feel bad for the person because mm-hmm. it's happening, but it's all part of the game. But if you found somebody that you were getting sort of hammered and they were reveling in your misery, yeah, they'll be they'll be out. Don't worry about that. Yeah, they'll, be, yeah. they'll be gone. You won't see them again. They'll the be club, hounded. So. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> what happened is somebody will just take a list that absolutely hammers them and teach them a lesson. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened. We just round on them, and you'll just be like, "Yep, that's fine. I'll just find the the rock to your." Your, yeah. uh, your yep. scissors or whatever and I'll just smash you with them and that'll be it right okay that's fine so They'll that's just your morals and get yeah. out yeah so I would say like I've like I said I've been hammered many a time and I've never given up in any army I've always I've just bought more I've just bought more for variety I think that's it's it not... as well take take the challenge on go right yeah. okay go away and do your research we'll talk about it a bit later on but mm-hmm. yeah there's plenty of ways you can go away and improve improve what you've got yeah absolutely so say you've picked up a first your, your first thing you've picked up is the, the start collected box so you've got it all um 
So, and you're saying, right, I want to start playing. Me and my mate are going to start playing. I'm going to go to the club and start playing. So, what what do you need um, mm. to start to start playing? So, first thing you'll need is a copy of the rule book, um, and you also need your factions codex to run that faction. So, it doesn't matter if you get it digitally yep. from from the Russians from somewhere, as long as you have an actual official copy of it somewhere as long as you're happy to have the, the russian spy bots coming yes, down the pipe along yeah, with the codex whatever <laughs> wherever you want as long as you've got an actual copy that you can reference which is the right book <laughs> or, you, or you've scanned it for your mate your mate's given you a copy of it whatever it is but as long as you've got a physical copy that you can get a hold of somewhere yeah. that's what you need you need some sort of copy that you can do it because without it you can't back up the rules and you need it you kind of need it to write the lists if i'm being honest you kind of need it to reference can i interject with one maybe funny story in in my first um one of my first uh days down at the old club so again similar to you kind of gone away from the hobby stuff and came back um a couple years ago and um a, a person who may not be named but could easily be listening to this podcast. Oh, um, good. <laughs> uh, um, so, and, and I'll, I'll narrow it down a little bit. So it's a chaos player playing against my ultramarines, and um, this person <laughs> uh, pulled out a notepad. So I was like, "Oh, right, can maybe they take notes and stuff as they go along." But no, the, the notepad had rules written in it. So I was thinking, "Right, okay, fair enough. Uh, maybe I mean they might have they might not have been able to." afford a codex at the moment and they've just got the rules and they've copied it across that's fair enough um and i was new to it so i, was, I wasn't going to speak up and and, and shame any, anybody no what this person had done is uh, invented their own uh, psychic discipline and had just created a list of psychic powers that obviously as the game went on i discovered to be absolutely broken uh, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until later on that somebody came over and grasped up said person and said you realize that all that shit is made up <laughs> <laughs> and it's not copied out a rule book and i was like oh my god so my lesson learned from that is is that yes i'm a bit of a a codex nazi and i'm like come on and see the main rule book you know, I don't think they're to skimp on that either. A lot of people don't buy the main rulebook or don't download it or don't have a version of it. The core rulebook's a core rulebook for a reason. I mean, you need to be able to relate rules from your own codex and how they interact with the main rulebook. So I'd certainly say that, yeah, get a core rulebook. I know nude are like 35 quid, but see Focus Split Boxes on eBay. You can pick them up for, I mean, you're getting a massive hardback book for six or seven quid. So uh, don't be like me and fall for someone's uh, stupid made up psychic powers. Uh, once <laughs> once bitten, twice shy, Kevin. Is that what it is? Is it? Uh, I, yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, personally, I download all mine. I just download it because that's just my personal point of view. I just like. I but the point is, you just, have it. So when I but say I to you, show me, yeah. show me where that psychic rule is, Richard, because yes. that seems very made up. At least yeah. you don't have a notepad to whip out with your yeah, handwriting. And um, and the other thing is, if you're so you're fresh faced into the hobby, this is your newbie. You you need the rulebook in order to 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 do the to write your list. You need it yeah. because it's yeah, yeah. got the detachments and things, and yep. we'll cover that later on. But you need it. You actually need the rulebook. So it might seem like, but if you can get a copy of it from your mate, that you can copy mm-hmm. the whatever, however you get it, you need that. The codex and the and the actual uh, yep. book itself. So, for instance, if I was running my tow, I'd need the tow codex. And if you were on Space Marines, you need the Space Marine Codex. Um, a caveat to that is that there's also sort of supplements for certain Space Marine chapters. 
and there's also like expansion rule sets for each faction mm -hmm. that can be found in the Psychic Awakening books. Um, they were sort of published in last edition. Um, to start though, you don't need them. You don't need mm -hmm. them. They, they'll make your army more competitive, but you don't need them. You and you probably you want to them. avoid it because you then get rules bloat and you're and you're trying to juggle a lot of things, aren't you? Plus, they're bringing out new codexes. So if, if you can pick them up cheap or get a copy of them cheap, do it. Yep. If not, yep. don't don't stress about it. Don't yeah. don't worry about it. That's the thing I would sort of say as well is that I wouldn't go mad about spending money on the rules because there are codexes coming out. The rule book, yes, if you want to splurge mm. on the rule book. That's not going to well. It shouldn't change anytime soon. Um, but with the the actual um, codexes, if you're going for ones that have already been released, like Death Guard or the Space Marines, you know, I mean, um, I think add next mm. up next, doesn't it? So if you're going yep. for them, you, you're safe. You can breathe a sigh and you'll be like, that's fine. But of the other factions, we don't really know the timeline of when they're coming out. Mm -hmm. And Sod's lot could be, I'm going to go and buy the Tau Codex, and then a month later, the new Tau Codex yeah. is out. Just watch out for that. Like I say, if it's an old 8th edition codex, I would try and source it cheaply. Which you probably will right now, to be fair. But um, I wouldn't go splurging 20, 30, 40 quid on rules for an army yeah, that if, could if, change. If, if you're brand new and you're picking up a new army, it's safe to go for an army that has a codex in the current edition. Yeah, that's that, that's just it. I mean, don't It'll let limit it put your you options. Going, yeah, yep, don't, well. don't let it put you off going for other books. It's uh -huh. just that. Be, be prepared that you're more future proof to that change. point aren't you yeah exactly so um, nothing's completely future proof but it's uh, especially if it's you're a space player. player yeah exactly so they get rejigged all the time um, so to start with like I said mainly concentrating sort of getting your head around your original codex mm -hmm. before going into the, the other add-ons and things each unit has sort of rules uh, in the relevant codex as well as a points cost mm -hmm. so you'll notice that they all have a power level as well so these are all different words I'm sort of kicking about, but if you've got the rules in front of you and the books in front of you, it'll sort of make more sense. Um, to start off with, power levels are a sort of quick way of making a list. Um, it's not as granular, as the words they try to use, mm -hmm. um, as the sort of um, the points system, but you'll find that most games are used playing the points system because it's more balanced. That's why they do it. But if you're starting off and you just want to throw some dice, like that's fine just just use the just use that yeah and um, just use the, the power level and you can just fire in um you can start writing the list using good old-fashioned pen and paper if you want uh -huh. um or you can make a spreadsheet if you're spreadsheet inclined i know uh -huh. that's the way some people are um i'd say most players though that i know of and usually when you go to sort of um tournaments or a, a sort of competitive environment um they'll be um using an app to write the list. That's oh, yeah. that's the go-to is an app to write the list. It's, it's just sort of more straightforward. Games Workshop have their own app um, for this, and then you can also get a free one called Battlescribe to help with them. Um, personally speaking, unless there's been some sort of serious update in the last 24 hours, the Games Workshop one is absolutely honking, yeah. if I'm being honest. And you have to pay for it. So yeah. I've got it just mainly so I can access my towel rules for yeah. free. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I don't use it. I've tried using the, the list writing on it. I just found it really clunky. But mm -hmm. if that's what you've been using and you're comfortable with it because you're just ignorant to what battle scribes mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Sometimes you're like, this is a great system until you find out, oh, this is actually better. But if you're happy and comfortable with using it, you don't want to like confuse yourself. There's nothing wrong with using the Games Workshop one. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. Fire in. Hopefully they'll improve it over time and they'll get all the sort of old school guys involved in the yeah. game. But it's not, it's not great. So what I would say is though, 
that so using the app is, is more accurate for calculating points because mm. back in the day when I used to do it back in second edition the amount of points mistakes that I would make mm, yeah. like just because you're using pen and paper it's 2,000 points worth of guys you know what I mean it's a lot yeah. of points to track down so it can be a bit confusing um, and you can make mistakes it's just an honest mistakes no, nobody's uh, well I've not found anybody's tried to cheat it yet but um, it's obviously mistakes happen because there's more room for error when that happens um, but the app so it's the, the app's good for, for that obviously because you can calculate the points and they often have the data sheets for the units inside it as well mm -hmm. which can be quite good but I would give a word of caution because Battlescribe's free the Games Workshop one's probably alright but even then there's mistakes in the Games Workshop one mm. unbelievably I, I don't know how <laughs> but unbelievably there's mistakes in the Games Workshop one um, the word of caution is that they're not always 100% accurate so mm. it's still necessary to have access to your codex during the game yep. and double check things when you're doing it because I have come across mistakes when I've been writing lists and it's like that's not right that's not supposed to be like that and it's just because they're doing it for free guys it's just somebody doing it in their spare time to just update the rules so um, yeah so just just a word of caution on that like I say personally I'd I'd recommend Battlescribe over Games Watcher just because it's free and it's I think it's less clunky but like I said maybe just because I'm used to Battlescribe now yourself Kevin I mean what do you think of the Games Workshop one? Well, it's absolute guff, and the last, the last time I checked, every time the app updated, it deleted all your data, so it was just it did die. the most pointless piece of shit going, and it just made no sense. So, yeah, I've got the app, um, so a couple of my armies have got codexes uh, for 9th edition, so the app is cool in the sense that when you buy the paper version, the, the hardback uh, codex gives you a code, you fire that into the app, now I've got a digital version of of the codex, and actually it's presented in a in quite a cool way. So, you know, I mean, if you had a PDF in your phone, you're pinching to zoom constantly and all that kind of stuff. Whereas the app is quite cool in that if I want to look up a stratagem, I can start typing the stratagem in, and mm -hmm. it does search for it and does find. So that feature of it is very cool, and it means that when I know an army relatively well, if I'm just trying to check one thing very quickly, it will literally take me three seconds and not have to flick through a book to find it but but the army building stuff is absolute guff um battlescribe is really good cons for battlescribe it can take a while to update so the gw1 i assume when they launch a new codex i mean because i don't look at it but i can only assume when they release a new codex the date is released the rules are available on their app um whereas you might have to wait a couple of weeks for battlescribe and also i think i do think battlescribe is pretty pretty hard to the app isn't very intuitive i think setting up your detachments and, and things like that, taking and subtracting um, can be a bit tricky. So certainly I've, I've talked to a few people through it, but once you've got the hang of it, it is very, very good. Uh, and I pay like two quid a year and lets me use it on my computer and my phone at the same like at the same time. So like that, that's nothing to be able to build yeah. apps, to build uh, armies uh, really quickly. So um, yeah, if you, if you check it out and if you, if you do find it a bit unintuitive, because it is to start with, then again, jump in the Discord, loads of folk will, will talk you through it. Yeah, I, I, I struggled at the start. I struggled mm. just to get the, the gaming system on it. I was like, yeah. what is going on here? But once you've done it, it's, yeah, piece of piss. And, it, and, you, you and, and, really, and the really cool thing about Battlescribe, I think the GW1 does it as well, to be fair, is 
that if you've made a mistake, it notifies you through red exclamation mark at the top. Yeah. And that's actually a really good system for people who are learning to write lists. Because when you click on it, it tells you all the errors that you've got. So then you can yeah. understand why they've created and you have to go in and fix them. And then obviously you're working to have no exclamation marks. So it is really good for that as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's sort of like a, a, a list checker um, yeah. on it. So it's good for that, yeah. So, so once you've got your list writing system in place, be that an app or pen and mm-hmm. paper or whatever, then it's time to sort of start writing your list, which can be a whole chapter mm-hmm. of fun all by itself. So, like I say, you've got your start collecting box in front of you and you've got your codex. So the first thing you'll have to do is sort of select what formation the army will be in. So that's a sort of... That's a, the, that's, that's, the, the detachment, isn't it? I think they call it detachments. Yes, yeah, so it's yep. like a just a formation of detachment um, is uh, I think it's what well, it's called formations and then the, the formations are detachments. Is it? Bu- buzzwords. I think so. I, is I, it? I, I think formation. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. We're thinking seventh edition for. Could be. Absolutely. Could be. Mate. You, <laughs> could you, be. Keep, you keep yeah. talking. I'm going to go over yeah. to my shelf and pick up a yeah. so You keep going. <laughs> so, so, so like a battalion is is a, a detachment um, for it. So that's just a, a popular one. So, but for a start collecting box, you're more often than not going to be selecting a patrol. Yep. Um, which will no doubt grow into a battalion over time, um, but that tends to be they're sort of the stacklighting boxes are patrol based, so they are. So um, you would you would go from that point of view of might as well start with a patrol and see what I can do uh, going going up from that. It's, so, uh, if, sorry, and you go. No, no. So uh, so so what's a patrol then? Tell us what a patrol is. So a patrol, is so well, you notice that in the, in the sort of formations part of the the, the rulebook, I will stipulate that you need. It may not be called formations, remember? Well, okay. The detachments, and <laughs> detachments. Part you. you know what part I mean. I so, do. Um, so, what you want to do is um, it'll, it'll stipulate that you need some unit types as a minimum and mm-hmm. then the maximum of a unit type that you can take. So, for instance, the minimum amount of units you need for a patrol is one HQ and one troops choice. Mm-hmm. So, most stack collecting boxes have these in them. But, um, if you're thinking of getting into the hobby by buying the units separately, then mm-hmm. I'd sort of recommend picking up an HQ and a troops choice, and then whatever thing catches your eye, just go go nuts with everything else. But mm-hmm. if you if you at least get an HQ and a troops choice, at least you know you can write some sort of basic list with it to get you started. Um, each unit will have like a specific uh, weapons they can take, and you can upgrade them or swap weapons out, which mm-hmm. will sort of adjust their points cost. But it won't affect a power level. Chances are um, you've already assembled your models. <laughs> like I would, I would get them home and just start <laughs> assembling them. Um, your models. But I would Plasma pistols on everybody. Way. That's it. Well, this is it. I would encourage new players to make sure that the weapons that you put on your units that are on the models are actually legal. Um, yeah. As you yep. get you get a variety of spares in a box that you yep. don't think like, well, they must have all these guns on them. Yeah, definitely. Like, don't, don't, don't do that, but because the unit can only take a certain amount of weapons. So, i.e., Imperial Guardsmen can't have all the special and heavy weapons mm-hmm. in what and in, in the box in one unit. You, you tend to find that these are sort of limited to maybe one or two models in the unit. Um, so. When it so when it comes to writing a list, when you're looking at the app or you're you're looking at the codex, it'll specify one guy can take this, one guy can take that, and that's that. Mm. Whereas if you've went in like straight away off the bat and just went, I'm just going to put all these weapons on all my guys, 
you're gonna it's not gonna it's it's not gonna be great and um, some people magnetize the weapons so they can chop and change the models loadouts which can be a bit maniacs. advanced it's a bit, it's a, maniacs. yeah it's a bit advanced if i'm being honest but it is an option and it, it does save you money in the long run but it's a bit advanced at this stage because oh. you'll hear the phrase uh, WYSIWYG uh, used, used in the game um, and that stands for what you see is what you get so which basically means that what's what the model has on them is what they will use in the battle yep. so if your model is equipped with a bolter but on your list of a las- like on your your list you put a las cannon on them then the model's not WYSIWYG you know what I mean because yep. he's, he's got a bolter but you're saying he's got a las cannon which he doesn't have so in a casual setting like that's not really that relevant if you're just starting off like don't go oh my god i'm gonna have to like melt all these models and start again in a casual setting it's not relevant but you'll find when you get into more competitive environments that what you see is what you get or was it like is the standard so my advice would be just do that from the beginning just do that and um and from a club point of view yeah we use WYSIWYG and and because the reality is as you say the casual game i mean you could you could you could pick up uh, i don't know um poker chips and play a game of 40k with it um, oh yeah stones i've seen a, a picture of two guys in iraq playing like uh, a warhammer game with stones mm. they had the rules and they had dice and they just played it with stones because they were just wanting to get their fix <laughs> you know what i mean the, yeah well that's, that's dedication that's dedication <laughs> but it's, it. it's true that's uh, but if you can if you're okay with it and it's like that's fine okay that's fine you can but put there, it with absolutely um but the reason why you wouldn't be okay with it in the club is because it's it's to it's to prevent people taking advantage of rules. So, um, cool so can drop pods. Cool can drop pods. Cool can drop pods. So, so it's not about saying, oh, you I mean it's not about forcing people to spend money and stuff, but it's about, yeah, it'd be very, yeah, exactly as you say, it'd be very easy stones from your back garden to say that's Gulliman, that's 30 heavy intercessors, and that's uh, 15 eradicators, right? Let's go um, stop people proxying for advantage is what i'm trying to say so yeah. if you richard have gone to the to the trouble of painting an op tau list that i know you spend most of your time doing if you've taken if you've taken all if you've taken all that time to build and paint it i respect that and i'll let you play that shit against me if you are rocking up with models and saying there's something else just because there's a broken rule that you want to exploit what, a dreadnought then, chaplain that can't uh, a dreadnought with, arm. so so yeah so <laughs> a, a dreadnought with no arms so the player could then claim whatever weapons that they wanted to have on it um that is an example of utter utter bullshittery um and um something that our club not wouldn't frown upon him like get a fucking grip go paint <laughs> that go paint that and bring something else next time yeah, I think, well, I mean, don't get me wrong, I have proxied models in friendly games because I've been interested in using a unit. And but not at the like, club you haven't. Not at the club, no, but in yeah, a friend, yeah. friendly game outside yeah. of the club. Even if, well, to be fair, if I was playing a game at the club and I had okayed it with the person I was playing just as a, I don't know, um, I'm thinking about buying this unit. It's just a friendly game. It's not a com- competition or whatever. It's just to, to test it before you splurge 60 quid. <laughs> On, on a unit that you're like, I don't even know if I'm going to like them. So I've got a unit of nine Dolgren. So that cost me <laughs> the best part of 70, 80 quid to get them type uh-huh. thing. So 
Am I going to spend that knowing that they don't actually do what I didn't want them to do in the first place? No, they were a bargain, by the way. Do it. Do it if you're thinking about it. If you're thinking about it, yeah. do it. Matt, do who's it, right it Matt? Now. One of the Matts I've been chatting to. I keep telling him yeah. the whole Grinzy won't listen. See what I mean? Yeah, so, like, do it. But I'm just saying, like, and if I would play that in a friendly game with with Tony like in, in I think the back so, garden I think, I, I think I would say that down the club I, I, even I I think would frown upon you on that one Nelson just yeah, because um, yeah it, it, the rules the rules we have are there just to make the experience fair and equal for yeah. everybody so yeah I think yeah, you try to keep a standard of the club aren't yeah that's it that's the word I'm standards yeah. my, my shabby standards and we'll talk too. about painting later on yeah, yeah. <laughs> please don't um, yeah so so that would but just as a sort of point that what you see is what you get it's just trying to get these bug one buzz ones in for mm. sort of newbies to know that this is this is what this is what they mean when they go by what are you going on about how is that such a big deal yeah so that's why i would encourage you to as much as hard as it is i would either seek advice before building your models on the discord yes. or i would start looking at the rules for them yep. to say ah this is what they can take this is what they can't mm. take because there's nothing more gotten than having to buy the same model Mm-hmm. Because you can't get you've glued it with plastic glue and now it's melted together and you can't get the thing off. It's just it saves you the hassle. And uh, to be fair, if, if if you figure out how Battlescribe works, that'll also tell you what the unit can and can't take because yeah, it will yeah, give you the message. Yeah. So I'd look into that. I'd always look into the, the sort of list writing parts of it too before you start gluing them together if you can. Um, mm-hmm. Or at least the weapon options. At least the weapon options, leave them off if you can't bring yourself to, yeah. to not put these beautiful sculpts together. Because some of the sculpts are absolutely Stunning. Yeah. They've come on leaps and bounds with it, uh, mm-hmm. leaps and bounds with this, the sculpts. So, but um, I mean, where, where do you get models from for, for for your army? Where do you get them from? I mean, you've got Games Workshop, an actual store, Games Workshop Online. Just feed th- the money straight to the Overlord. Yeah, th- third party um, shops. So like Geek Retreat, um, mm-hmm. United Bricks, like, yep. Castle Douglas. Do them. You can get them through there. Um, you can split a box with, with your mate. That happens a lot. Yep. So when the sort of Indomitus box came out, mm-hmm. you would get mates that would one half would take the Space Marine half, mm-hmm. another mate would take the Necron half. You split the difference between the two years. So what's that? What, how much was the, the Indomitus box when it first came out? GW price, a hundred odd. Yeah, quid? so 80, 80 quid at a third party, forty quid each. You've got a lot of stuff for for not a lot of money. Oh yeah, absolutely. So they're they're sort of bargains. You can go on eBay. You get scalpers. Uh-huh. We call them scalpers. So they'll buy the Indomitus box. box litter, and then, because what they want to be called. Uh, well, well, <laughs> so they'll they'll split the box up and sell the units separately. So yeah. if you're like, well, I don't want the whole thing, but I want it. It's kind of frowned upon people doing that because but, it's but, denying other people. But I'll be honest with it. you, it, it can be helpful. Yeah, I mean, it can yeah, be if there's absolutely. very specific things or old things that you're yeah. after. Um, it can be genuine. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, did, yeah. I had I, I bought some um, not the Indomitus box, but I bought. Um, some of the uh, some of the box sets and there was just things that i wasn't going to use so yeah. i went i'll just sell yeah. on ebay so i'll just yeah, sell yeah. on ebay and got, got some money back so and, yeah, and somebody would have happily paid a mm-hmm. tenner for something worth 20 quid yeah. yeah and you get facebook you can there's sales and wants pages on facebook facebook i obviously it's facebook so erring the side of caution but it can it can be i've bought that's how i started my tower army somebody was selling it really cheap on mm-hmm. facebook and i was like you know what that is an absolute bargain for how much that's going for it just he needed shot of it because he needed the money and i went i'll have it i'll take i'll take advantage of your misery pal that's fine, <laughs> that's <laughs> fine. so then you've got second hand so you might have somebody at the club that's selling an army or mm-hmm. somebody you know selling an army and it's been stuck in a cupboard and they're just got rid of it so there's lots of different ways of, yeah, we've got, um, uh... of getting armies 
we've got a, a sales and want channel on the discord so people actually do and have done a lot of stuff through that where they've got a model they want rid of or or they're after something and somebody might have um, some bits in a box somewhere that could be could be useful to them so yep so that's something again hopefully will grow as, as more people join yeah absolutely and um Next subject, I'm going to pass this over to you, Kev. This is your, this is your baby. Mm. But, uh, uh, paint them up or dive right in. What's your, what's your opinion? So, um, a lot, of, yeah, a lot of time and effort goes into building and painting stuff, and I 100% understand if if you're after it for a gaming point of view. Yeah, I mean the the hobby side of it might actually have absolutely zero um, appeal uh, to you. Um, I am a painter. Um, I very good painter, Kevin. I I I've built up some skills um, over the I years. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a what's to take. I've got a very precise set of skills, and that's painting blue armor. Basically, that's all. That's pretty much my. No, my you've skill. been too modest. Too modest, Kevin. Too um, modest. So, so again, you you can come from you come to the game from two points of view, which is. You're in it for the game, you're in it for the hobby, or you're in it for both. Now, now I'm a fluffy guy. I like, I've talked about this before, I like the lore behind the armies. Um, and to me, the game is a recreation of, of this, obviously, fictional universe and a fictional battle between two fictional armies. So I know it's all made up and it's all fake and none of it's real. However, anyone who has played a game of 40k or any other game but 40k with two painted armies on a table with good terrain that's when you fall in love with the game as far as i'm concerned um that's when it's something to almost admire and behold and and the experience i think just really hits another level where both players have made that effort to create this visually stunning looking um game so it's an unwritten rule at the club so it's not something that anybody's going to beat ahead um, with a stick with however you I will, will. You, I you will. will yeah um, but we do kind of have a plate painted um, mentality and that that goes back to what we said sort of in the etiquette stuff last week which is yeah, I mean it's right you're, you're free to disagree with me Nelson so I'll say it and you can tell me what you think but I will but um, if by bringing along a painted army shows a respect for the opponent and for the game that you are in it for the experience and to have fun that everybody can have fun with and you're not coming along with an unpainted army to A, exploit rules because you've just bought it and you just want to play with it and you want to smash people without painting them up and investing in the unit itself or B, you're just a bit of a lazy toad. What do you think? Well, I think from a from a new person's point of view, like uh, when I first got into the the hobby, I couldn't wait to paint my guys. Yeah, couldn't wait to paint them, very very craply. But Doesn't I couldn't matter. wait to paint them. I couldn't wait to paint them um, and get and get them 
looking how they looked in the White Dwarfs and stuff. It's a mm-hmm. White Dwarf. Is it still even about White Dwarf? It's still about, isn't I it? have a subscription to White Dwarf. There you go. So, so in my cupboard. I don't even read them so anymore. So for, new, for newbies, it's basically a, a magazine that had battle reports and stuff in it. Yeah. And you would your aspiration was to have your guys looking like they were in the White Dwarf. Yeah, yeah. So to recreate that sort of atmosphere. But they, I would say this. So it's it's hard for a newbie if you've got. But again, if you start small and paint as you go, which is the mantra. Of everybody, correct. But, I mean, I am. Oh, that wrong last week. I think I. I am saying. I'm sitting here saying that <laughs> with more grey models than oh. painted. You know what I mean? It's just I'm. I need help, Kevin. All right. I just need. I'm an addict, <laughs> so I need help. But I, I, when it comes to tournaments and and competitive things, and like you say, whenever we've done like sort of the, the campaigns at the club. You very much always said it needs to be painted. Yeah, it needs to yeah, be. We've taken the and, choice. And it doesn't have to be sort of, um, you know what I mean, like painting like a Sistine Chapel. Nope. It just it can it, have eyes facing in opposite yeah, directions just, as long as it's got paint on it's it. It's just sort of like, what was it, a three colour minimum type thing? Three, col- three colour and a base, yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah, so that's that's pretty much, I, mean, I think most people could stretch to that. I think most people could stretch mm-hmm. to three colours, no matter what level of painter you are, you can yep. stretch to three levels. And there's loads of tutorials online yeah, it's, on how it's, to do it. It's never been easier. Than no, yeah, contrast paints. Yeah, I mean, yeah. boom. Where were, where were they when I was? 10? Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean. Like, what what's going on? So there's loads of things to get done, and it can be done. Do like you say, ultramarines? I mean, they're mostly blue. So I yeah. mean, and you I can mean, buy I, blue spray paint. That's yeah, a third just, of it done in yeah, ten blues, seconds. That's it. Necrons. I mean, come yep. on. I, I can't think of. I mean, you could make it as complicated as you wanted. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not slamming Necron players here, by the way. I think Necrons are no, really cool. I, 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 I love, will go out I, and say that Necron la- players are lazy and they can't be bothered yeah. with things. I, will... <laughs> I love... I, I'll stick up from them. So I like the T800. <laughs> T800 army for me. That's, a, that's yeah. amazing. Like, that's, I love yeah. it. But to, to get it, to get you started, to get you into the game and have a painted army, I mean, I can't, I can't think there would be an easier one to paint, which is basically a silver spray. 100%, yep. With a bit of ink wash in it. If you're really yep. feeling fruity, you could... Um, use some um, silvery, if it like to highlight it and just dry brush it. Yep. Plate, plate, paint the guns black or something, and, mm-hmm. and Bob, your uncle fan is your aunt. You're pretty yep. much like you're one color away from having three colors. Yeah. So, I mean, and you, you can buy paints do the texture and, on your base instantly. You just paint the base with the paint, and, and, the thing and it is, dries you, into texture. Yeah. If you if you just do a basic color scheme to start with, and just do your whole arm in a basic three yeah. color basic. You can go back. I've done that with my yeah, um, yeah. my scions. I've yep. painted them all three basic colors. I've washed them. I've got mm-hmm. maybe fifty percent have been additional highlights and things on them to make it fancy. But yep. my plan is to go back and do them, just to go back over time, which will never happen. But <laughs> I like myself. <laughs> but at least I have the option to go back and do it. You know what I mean? And I can take that to a, to a place and say, well, they're painted. They're painted mm-hmm. and they're passable now, so they're okay. And they are just black. I mean, they're black yeah. with like red. On them, it's essentially their two colours: just black and red. So, I mean, and look like space Nazis. That's I mean, what's not to mm-hmm. well, not love, but you know, what I mean, <laughs> like, don't, well, I don't it's fun that. to kill them. But, that's you know what I mean? Idea. Yeah, pretty much. I so what's they just look really like oppressive, yeah, thing, which smart, is what I'm yeah. going for. So it's for the fluff. It's sort of going for that. So, um, so I think that's really a really cool thing. Like that you can do is you can you don't have to paint them every little detail. You can go back. Just get the whole army done to start with, and mm-hmm. then go back and do the heroes, and then because that's what I did. I've done the heroes. I've, I've done all the heroes. Are all finished painting, well, to my standard. But mm-hmm. the rest of the army, I'll go back and do them. So I think that's always something you can do 
as a as a new painter, and if you've only uh, sorry a new comer to the to the game, and if you're if you've only got 500 points with the guys or 750 points with the guys, that's actually fairly achievable to do in that sort of speed painting. You can look up that speed painting online and stuff. You can mm-hmm. get all that um, ability to do it. So yes, I would say the game is 100% more immersive when you have two yeah. painted armies with really nice terrain to play on. It's so much more immersive in it. It's nothing. Not that you can't have a good game of what you just got floor hammer. You know what I mean with some books and or stone hammer. Yeah, stone, stone hammer, yeah. stone hammer in Iraq. Yeah, there's not that. I'm not saying you won't have a good game and it won't be fun, but you can't tell me it won't be more fun. If yes, you exactly. had If you had the armies and that painted and it looks really cool. And the other thing is when you go to a club, but why you like in Games Workshop, you go in and have the table set up with big dioramas and yep. stuff, and you'd see the two guys painting it, but they were painted armors. You're like, wow, I really want to play that. If they were playing that. With greater totally. and grey models, mm. you would be like, "All right." Okay. And um, absolutely, and and again, it goes back to what we said before about the sort of the standards that we keep at the club, and it's and it is a standard. And again, everyone plays painted. Um, people talk about how it's really good motivation for them. So, yeah, if, they, if they play a game and they go, actually, I need to get this tank next time, they'll come back with a painted tank within a week. And it's like, I bet you wouldn't have done that if you yeah. were to play with grey models here. So, you could bring grey models, but the rule is everyone's allowed to point at you and make fun mm-hmm. of you for playing yeah. with grey models. And hopefully, yeah. you wouldn't make that mistake again. I think the only reason the vast majority of the painted models I have painted is because of you, Kevin. Correct. So, so, so well, well done for that, I suppose. Well done for that. Absolutely. Um, but yes, I would say, look, it's tempting to dive right in and uh, playing at home with your, with your mates and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. firing. I do it all the time. I've got lists upon lists that I've not been painted at home and I'm firing in the back garden or whatever in the house. Um, but when it comes to going to the club, seeing all the painted models or all the tables, and the terrain awesome. they've got is really good yeah. and so yeah. i'm looking forward to seeing everybody and actually looking forward to seeing what everybody's been able to do over yeah. lockdown and stuff as well yeah so if we take it sort of round this up from it so you've 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 got your army's really cool you went i want one of them i want that mm-hmm. you've um, you bought the start collecting box mm-hmm. you've got your codex you've got your rule book mm-hmm. you've had the bash at writing the list you've got your app sorted out and you're like right i've had asked for help to write the app and a discord chat it's chat um, and you've, you've got that sorted out you've mm-hmm. figured out what detachment you're going to use um you've d- sorted the loadout for the weapons on it mm-hmm. um, the guys are all what you see is what you get WYSIWYG mm-hmm. um and you've painted them all up and they're all nicely painted so next step i want to organize how do i get a game with my freshly painted um start collecting box mm. how are you gonna get a game kev so you will have followed us obviously on Facebook at Dumfries Gamers on Facebook and you will be aware of um, the organised games that we'll have going so again we've got the summer of 40k coming up so we've got the crusade campaign and a ladder competition um, again you can check out our, our previous podcast to hear to hear more about that so once the club's open really you'll go into the discord um, and you'll just put yourself forward or ask somebody for a game remember we've talked about 
the, the the style of game that you would like so we mentioned it already in this podcast as well today if you fancy bringing something light and fluffy then make sure you're organizing a game of someone who's going to do the same thing and vice versa if you're wanting to bring out your your ruffle stomp 2k list again look for a similar minded person so again that's what the crusade and ladder are for that allows you to go in those two separate directions but really get on the discord organize the game um, so let's say it was you and me, Nelson, and we agreed we're going to play a, a 50 power level game of Crusade. Um, then one of us needs to go on to the, the Facebook page and and book a table. So uh, again, we've got 12 tables available when we open up, but I am fully confident we're going to have, uh, you know, I mean, there's going to be more demand than there will be supply, um, certainly at the start. So get yourself onto Facebook, book the table. Um, when you book the table, there'll be a wee link to a PayPal pool, so and there'll be a, and there'll be a price for the evening in terms of how much um, it costs to book that table. Um, so book the table at the time, chuck the money over into the PayPal pool. That helps obviously get the lights on and keeps the the venue paid for, um, and then then rock up and play. Um, Discord's good as well in that. Well, not so much Discord, but I think once you've got your opponent, it'd be a good idea to chat about what you're going to do so maybe in the discord you and i have organized the game then maybe i could even be private messaging you about right okay what we're doing um again agreeing the, the fluffy or the 2k list um if how much would you give away of what you're going to bring if an opponent asked you or do you like to just go oh no 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 i'm just going to rock up and you're going to see what i've got i i I, it depends on the opponent, if I'm being honest. It depends what the opponent's angle is. If the mm-hmm. opponent's angle is we're going to bring a competitive list to smash each other, yep. I, I ain't telling you shit. Yeah. So, yeah. like, that's to me that because, but another side of the fence of if I'm like obviously asking another person um, and it's competitive, I wouldn't want to know what their list is because mm-hmm. I'm, I'd be coming from the point of view of I want to know I can take on anything. Yeah. So I just want to take on, I've got this competitive list that I want to take on something and if they come along and they bring the silent king and 30 lich guard mm. so be it that's i've asked for it i've asked for them to bring like an absolute filthy <laughs> thing that i'm gonna have to take on you know what i mean like i don't know the mario kart lists of what is it the, the uh, outriders and the atvs with the chaplains reviving them that used to no, do they, 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 they stopped yes, that they now, nerfed, I'm just saying they but, but they did nerf it but if, that, <laughs> if I'd said I someone, someone for two weeks filth. enjoyed the shit out of that yeah they did that's what happens guys by mm. the way that's probably another yeah. point to brace up don't play They're, broken rules yep. don't, if a rule seems too good to be true it'll just get changed yep. so don't buy the because you'll have loads of people that have got like mm-hmm. um, nine plague burst crawlers <laughs> still yeah. sitting in their in their sheds from eighth edition because they were broken at the point and then they changed it and then everybody's like oh uh, what am i gonna do with nine plague burst crawlers now like you can't have them you can't, you can't have them so they've got six sitting spare that'll never get used so but like i say i would if i was wanting a competitive lift i would be like i, I want to go competitive bring what you can bring bring it bring it and yep. we'll see what can happen if i was of the opinion that well, my list's not that great, but I'm trying to work on it to see if it'll work out okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just testing the water. I would let my opponent know that. I say, look, this is what I'm thinking about. Generally, bringing, I'm, I'm going to bring X, Y, and Z yep. um, to let my opponent know because I don't want them to bring the Silent King and Thirty Lich Guard and absolutely smash me. Mm-hmm. So I would want, I would reveal then that maybe I'm not looking for anything. I'm just want to have fun yep. or try something out. So 
semi-competitive. You know what I mean? Like bring some heart, but don't like go over Dude, the top with you. Are, you are binary. You are either on or off competitive. I don't even I don't even know what the <laughs> semi-competitive word you keep using means. I am semi-competitive <laughs> because I'm rotten. I <laughs> so, like, you tried. Rotten, to be yeah, I tried. Yeah. I, I, I hold on a second, right? Hold I'm on, joking. Kevin, I'm right? I've got. I've got, I'm like I've got no armies that are You play that the honkiest armies yeah, going, I've yep. I've got Cone Demons, who get their yep. ass handed to them constantly. Chaos Space Brains, who haven't, who even when they got a Codex <laughs> update were absolutely rotten still. And you've got, I've got, um, I didn't even get the good Chaos Space Brains, yep. you know what I mean? I didn't even get the good ones. Yeah, um, you'll need to get think, some orcs to round out your, yeah, your loser Tau, list. Tau are like the bottom of the pile now. Um, yeah, Imperial, but they're going Imperial Knights, like where they were on the range back in eight. They were on the range. They were on the range back in, but now no, they're not. But does that bother me? No, no, because you don't. You, I I like to play the underdog. So you do. Like I like to try and get the best out of a list that'll take on guys that are better than them. Mm-hmm. And I might not win, but to know that I've got one better on. Like I'm Stevenage taking on Man City, you know what I mean? That's yeah. me. That's the my mentality. You are like, you are playing champions, uh, cha- uh, championship manager. You yeah. are playing Preston, and you're trying yeah. to get the Champions League. The Champions League final. That's where I'm going. So that's that exact. That's essentially how I like to play the the, the thing. I don't really like the, this the whole sort of broken meta thing. I wouldn't encourage it, guys. I wouldn't encourage it. Don't get me wrong. It's nice to win, but it's not like it's not the be all and end all you'd ra- I'd rather win with a, a cool army than than some sort of broken uh, yeah. internet like I've, I've got death guards so I'm doing like a death guard list which is, they're really competitive at the moment mm. but my list hasn't been downloaded from the internet yeah. you I had it before the I, I've not yeah I've not I've obviously adapted it over time mm. but I've not seen my list on any battle report yeah. channel maybe elements of it are there but not the whole thing so I wouldn't say it's um, it's been downloaded from the internet. I'm just clicking and pointing and clicking with it type thing. It's I've always put some thought into this is what I'm going to do, mainly because I'm a cheapskate and I don't want to buy new units. <laughs> I'm restricting myself. But, uh, like, but Games, love- Workshop, Games Workshop are really good, I think, now in that, especially these ninth edition codexes, codex creep, and that's just a fancy word, which means to sell to sell new models. The new models have to be seem to be competitive but actually i find that these codexes a are relatively balanced in the sense that the points and stuff i think are fair for what you get gw are very quick to nerf stuff now where they don't want hero hammer stuff buffing to the nth degree anymore they want to keep things a bit more leveled out um and the way the army building and stuff works and the objective secured is a special rule like you need to play the army to get the most of the armies, I'm trying to say, to benefit from most of the good rules that they have, you have to play the army in a fluffy way. And that's fine by me. If you're bringing loads of orc boys to spam the jump, that doesn't bother me because in the fluff and in, in the background, that's how they would fight. And similar with Multimarines, I'll bring I mean, a variety of units from different um, unit types because that's what they're all about. But again, I'd look for synergies to how to, to maximize that. So even though what I'm playing is fluffy on the surface actually you'll find that when you dive into the rules games workshop are actually really now rewarding you for playing fluffy uh, and, the, and the way to get the best rules typically i'm not saying always um, is to actually play the way the the lore intends it to but if we just cycle back a tiny bit if you're brand new come to club looking for your first game then say that in the discord yeah 
identify yourself as brand new, say you haven't played a game before, so the first game that we set you up with is with somebody who's going to coach you. Um, we've got the newbie night next month, which is all about that. Um, but certainly anybody who's new and going to come along after the newbie night, I wouldn't pop your head up and go, right, someone play me 2K because a Nelson might appear with his filth and think, well, it's Christmas, Christmas though, what he's talking about. Just say, hey, I'm brand new. I've got my start collecting box. Can somebody give me a 50 power level game? And if it was Nelson and I playing you, we would just pull out a fluffy 50 power level thing um, to play you with. So um, I'm not saying we would pull our punches, but we would certainly get the game balanced from the from the get go um, to make sure you have you have fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, just just embrace your army. That's what I would do. Just embrace it if it's um, if, when you're you're writing a new list or you're, you're trying to get a new army organised and you're coming into the game. Just embrace it, like, and you'll get help. There's loads yeah. of help. There's loads of help. Don't be ashamed to ask for help because you don't understand like a rule because the rules can be mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever thinking I don't actually know what this is talking about. Just speak to us because it does. Once you get into the habit of understanding how Games Workshops games work, you tend to understand the rules a bit a bit easier. You can't make mistakes, but you tend to understand the, the flow a bit easier. So just speak to somebody that's played it, and just we'll help you. We'll always and, help you. And certainly, from forty k point of view, that is our main. Um, and a lot we talked about today has been about 40k but a lot of the stuff we talked about also applies to, to any army any game where you're building armies and stuff um but yeah the point you're making there's totally true and that also someone in a discord plays that army do you know i mean we, mm-hmm. we cover all bases so everyone's really good um so if you stuck your head up and says oh dark elder look interesting there's two guys who put their headphones and go yep and um, this is what i'd recommend and they could easily have mistakes that they maybe made at the start or things they might have changed mm-hmm. if they knew more and they'll share that with you to make your experience um as, as smooth as possible so no it's um room for many many more yeah i think i'll just sort of finish up i suppose because we have been yamming for a while now but um <laughs> just to finish up i would say that now compared to when i first got into warhammer which is back in second edition like we had one, sh- one yeah well that's it straight out of the womb so like when, <laughs> when uh, there was like one shop in town that sold that sold a little bit of it so you mm. had to go to like the metro center or, or carlisle to go and get them there was yep. no and there was no internet back then like uh, there was no internet mm. so the, there was no like forums there was no discord channels there's yep. no uh, there's no online access to anything now it's so easy to get help with mm. it you'll make less mistakes if you just look for the help. Mm. Just look for the help, you can find it. And there'll be a lot of people telling you, this is the way you should do it, and this is the way you should do it. Go with what you, you, your, your idea of what the hobby should be, and you'll be fine, you'll be I all right. I that's think a, that's a very good point to end on, is you're absolutely right. So everyone will give you advice, but nobody's telling you what to do. And it is, it's totally up to you how you want to do it, how you want to paint it, how you want to build it, how you want to play it. Um, so again, never think, anyone's you know i mean gonna you know i mean tisk at you or go oh, that's a mistake you silly billy should listen to me everyone's just offering advice because they were all newbies at the start as well and um, but what we want is new players that's all we want is to encourage more people to come along and build up our little club um, and just get more games for everybody yeah you'll you'll find that the the guys at the club um will give you sort of uh, impartial advice 
mm. wouldn't always go with a Games Workshop staff member's advice on what you yep. have to buy because yep. <laughs> they, they're, they're trying to make money so we're not we're just trying to do it from a completely game play mm -hmm. having fun um, having, getting the most enjoyment out of the hobby so I would go have you got any questions or uh, mm -hmm. looking for help or something just speak up speak up and you'll get the help and uh, we'll point you in the right direction so I think that's pretty much covered mm -hmm. probably more than covered <laughs> a lot of things but I think it'll give you a general idea of how I would we well me and Kev and probably a few people would suggest getting into the hobby yeah. out to, to the sort of pathway into it um, so that it's a bit more straightforward and saves you a bit of hassle um, but as always any questions fire on the discord speak to mm -hmm. some people and we'll, we'll sort you out but I mean uh, we'll have again the, the the time is coming so close so it close is. to start playing models um, again it's going to be so awesome um, so um, we'll probably have some more um, episodes coming out Mm -hmm. uh, around what's what's happening at the club yep. so um we'll we'll get on that and we'll, we'll let you know when that's happening um but for this episode i think that pretty much covers everything is um, anything else you want to add kevin nope um just remember as nelson said if you're looking for a start collecting box if you're in newcastle douglas then united bricks um, can get them for you. If you're near Dumfries, then Geek Retreat can get them for you. So if you're looking for a way to save some money and get that plastic crack to go further, then I would definitely recommend those two places. And if you do go to those two places, please tell them that Dumfries Gamers sent you. Yeah, just so, that, just so they know that we're about. That's fine. Cool, yep. right? That's that's all from me, Kev. Is that all from you? All from Sorry. me. Right, nice one. Uh, happy Wargaming, guys, and uh, we'll see you very soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>